Hello and welcome to Universally Speaking. Ben here. A quick note before we get into the episode proper. Um, We recorded this episode the Friday evening before the big news about Josh's departure and John's John's rejoining the band dropped. Uh, So we are... (laughs) That's why we're talking about a performance featuring Dave Navarro live in Reading, England in 1994 and not talking extensively about our feelings about Josh leaving and John coming back. We did cover that in an emergency podcast episode, which we released on uh, Monday night, the day after the news dropped. So please go and have a listen to that if you want to know our our immediate feelings on that. Um, As we go through further episodes on a fortnightly basis, we'll obviously be talking about progress that's made and news that comes out. And if anything particularly exciting comes out, we may do another emergency podcast. So... Enjoy this one. Um, Dave Navarro playing with the Chilies live in Reading, England, 1994. Additional, additional, uh, we have decided that the next episode that we record will be about I'm With You and to kind of look back and celebrate one of Josh's albums with the band. Um, If you have any particular thoughts on that album or Josh's time with the band that you want us to talk about during that episode, then uh, then drop us a line. Um, You can email me on bentownsendmusic at hotmail.com um, or you can get in touch on Twitter. I'm at universallyrhcp. Uh, get hold of me on Reddit, unispeak podcast, or get hold of Sam, universallyrhcp oddsam uh, on Reddit. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast. My name is Ben Townsend from bentownsendmusic.net and I'm joined today, as always, by... Sam Townsend from samtownsendmusic.de. D-E? Is that Germany? Germany, yes. Oh, fantastic. Well, you go to Germany quite a lot, don't you? I've been... I've been <laughs> Sorry, if I, if I've, I, been, I've been once <laughs> in my life. Okay. But so I, you have friends in Germany. But the reason I chose DE this week is because we have just last week purchased tickets to go see Pearl Jam twice in, in the DE? summer. In Germany. Twice in DE? Yeah, in a week. Once in Frankfurt, once in Berlin. So you're going to see him twice in 2020? Yes. Fantastic. Well, at least twice. Well, you plan to buy more tickets? Well, it could happen. How often are you seeing the Red Hot Chili Peppers in that same year? At the moment? Yes. Uh, none. Zero. Well, no, we were going to go and see them in France. The Chili? Yeah, because they're playing uh, on the Friday, I think, of the week before we go to see Pearl Jam. I'd just like to say this is the first I've heard of this conversation. Well, it's because it's the first time I've had it with you. <laughs> <laughs> and we do a Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast together. Yeah, but I'm not going. Who did you discuss this with? Well, did the... you discuss it with your wife? Yes. Dave? My brother-in-law. Claire? Yes. Who else? No one. Right, so three people and I was never mentioned. No, because we're not going. Goodbye from University Speaking. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to see the Chilis. We couldn't work it in. Couldn't work it in. Don't like them enough. No. Fair enough. Well, I bet it's, it's really to do with annual leave. Of course it is. So it always it, comes it, back as to everything the, does, it the all bloody boils, grind. It all boils down to annual leave. The flipping grind. Yeah. Well, this is... Um, I'm, I'm just going to pause it. I want to move the microphone. Okay. Done. We're back. <laughs> this is 
technically the Christmas episode of, uh, of University Speaking. God rescue Mary no, Gentleman. We just listened to the song University Speaking live from Slane at full volume to get us in the mood, didn't we? Yes, indeed. It was brilliant. It's um, wonderful. Now, we, we toyed with talking about psychedelic sex funk live from heaven and naming the episode Psychedelic Christmas Funk. Life from heaven. from heaven. Or, or psychedelic sex funk, life from Christmas. Yes. Or Christmas. Psychedelic. <laughs> psychedelic <laughs> sex Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. Or Christmas sex Christmas. <laughs> life from Christmas. <laughs> or the one I wanted to go with was Christmas, 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 life from Christmas. Sex funk. <laughs> but I discovered when I rewatched it, and I haven't watched psychedelic sex funk for... Well, since I owned it on VHS in the late 80s. No, the late 90s. The late nineties, yeah. Well, because because you can't get it on DVD. No, the fir- that was the first thing we've been through this, haven't we? Or did I just discuss it with you off air? Off air. We try not to do that. No, I purchased Psychedelic Sex Pump Live from Heaven and What Hits the Video, the VHS. Did you, What Hits the Video? The VHS, where it just has all the videos from What Hits. Cool. Um, when I first got into the Chili's, went to the shop, purchased those two VHSs, and. Psychedelic Sex Month was one of them. Now. And it's a, it's a ve- fairly strange... It's almost unwatchable. It's very difficult to talk about because the editing is so quick. Yeah. You thought they, you thought they edited quickly uh, in Red Square? That's I, nothing compared yeah. to Psychedelic yeah, Sex Month. So, so, instead, we thought... Yes. And, and as, as we progress and run out of material to talk about... Well... Believe me, we will get to Psychedelic Sex Month. Yeah, that'll be the last episode. <laughs> If we announce a psychedelic sex month live from he- psychedelic sex month live from heaven episode, you know it's all then over. Then it'll uh, yeah, we'll uh, it'll be game over. Now, instead, we decided to take it back from whence we began to round the year off. Mm, yes, we started off this podcast. Uh, I, I think it was probably Aprilish time, wasn't it, in two thousand nineteen? It was, and uh, we talked about one hot minute. The out uh, the studio album one hot minute. And then we spoke about a live performance from 1995. We did, yes. So I thought, why not round off the year by going back to where it all began? Yeah. And yeah. talking about um, the Red Hot Chili Peppers live from Reading in 1994. Well, also, the great thing about uh, the Chili's performing in Reading is it, it was the first place that we ever saw them live. That's the other great thing. We're so close to Reading. It is 57, 57.7 miles from where we live. It is, which is... Uh, By the motorway. Less than two hours away. Uh, so the autobahn. <laughs> the autobahn yes. for our DE friends. Yes, for, from the, for those of us who are German. And for those people in Deutschland, it's the autobahn. Well, I wonder if we've got any German listeners. We have. Guten Tag. Yeah, well, guten Tag to all our German listeners. Yes. We can't go through all of the countries because it'll take too long. Well, and we don't know how to say good day, like, whatever. Well, I can do the French. We've definitely got French listeners. Bonjour to all our French listeners. Well, yeah, I think you're right, we shouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Okay, so, this gig, Sunday the 28th of August, 1994. Wow. Um, 20, a quarter of a decade ago. Yes. Now, this was part of uh, the pre-tour for the album, a tour that was called Tour de la Sensitive, or Sensitive. I've never heard it said out loud. Based, uh, it was named after a motorcycle gang. Right. And it what ran- was the reasoning for this? What, this little mini tour? No, the name. It was named after a motorcycle gang. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> But why? I don't know. No. I think Dave liked it. 
Um, right. ran- <laughs> if in doubt, blame Dave. Yeah. <laughs> no, and I have to say, as we've done this podcast, I've become a bigger and bigger fan of Dave. Oh, I, I've, I've absolutely and no it, problem with Dave. Fun. August 1994, it, ran, it started until October 1994. Okay, so it was a fairly... Quite a long tour, actually. Yeah, and it... Well, it depends what you, what you quantify as long. If you quantify three months as a long time, then yes, well, I would quantify... I, I would... Anything above two and a half months, I would... You quantify as long, long okay. <laughs> and anything below it's short. Yeah. First to feature songs that would then go on to feature on One Hot Minute. Yes. And um, it was a tour that they played Woodstock with the, the light bulbs on their head. Yeah. Well, you actually told me that they were going to have light bulbs during this performance. Well, they had, it's the Flaming Heads one, this one. Oh, I see. The Flaming Helmets. Yes, the Flaming Helmets, yeah. My mistake. Um, it was where they toured with the Rolling Stones, which the Swan was not keen on at all. The Strolling Bones? The Strolling Bones, that's right. Touring with these hot young spunks. What, then the Swan, not keen? Not keen. They were too old. And he didn't get enough of the stage. It's documented in um, the book Scar Tissue. Yeah, I mean, it, he'll probably take that back now because he is himself... A strolling, elder, a strolling bone. Well, not quite, but he's an elder statesman of the rock community, shall we say. Shall we? I think we should. Okay, we will. Um, now, listed on Wiki, we'll, we'll get to this. There's some issues with this gig. No backing singers listed on Wikipedia. And um, RHCP Live Archive, which um, is a great website for finding out about stuff like this. Right. Is, uh, doesn't list any backing singers either. But we're no. going to go into some depth on this. We are. We are. We, we are. This, this is news to you, isn't it? It is, it is. My preparation for this particular episode has been fairly uh, sparse. However, I'm looking forward to it. By sparse, you... Well, surely you've watched a video a few times through. Of course. Okay. Have you? No, I watched the the opening ten minutes. Fantastic. Right, thank you very much for your dedication to the podcast. We're going to watch the version uh, that is the first thing that pops up if you search for it. It's the Nut Vision version. And it, this is in... Um, is it the one with a very short introduction? Yes. The Orange and Teal introduction. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, it's the one... This version is unfortunately in widescreen. Uh, there is a version of this gig that has been um, put into the proper aspect ratio. Yes. So it would have been broadcast in 1994 on square, on square tennis. On a square box. Yeah, a square box, as you say. There's a version that's got, that has been letterboxed in the sides. So that's the opposite of letterboxing, uh, square boxing. But we're watching the Nut Vision one, but they're, they're both the same. So go on, find out whatever you want. And while we're talking about this, I do want to say that if you're enjoying Dave Navarro's stuff, there is a fantastic video by Sen- Senitri, C E N I T R I. It's called um, Dave Navarro Explaining Riffs and Effects. Love now, it. I may have mentioned this before. But it is a great place to go. It's essentially a huge guitar technical point. Right. Done by the man himself. He's walked through some of the songs on the album by a man who looks... You've never seen a man looking more 80s in your life. Right. He looks like Barry Manilow with a hair explosion. <laughs> um, and uh, it's really great to talk about his pedals, talks about the amps, goes through some of the riffs. Uh, fantastic it stuff. Sounds wonderful. It really is. He talks about his amps, Tangerine and Peach. Or his um, speaker cabs, Tangerine and Peach, which you, you can see on when Dave's playing live. Right. Who, hang on, who's talking about these? Dave. Dave is the talking. Barry with the hair explosion. Barry Manilow with the hair explosion. Yeah. Well, Barry Manilow with the hair explosion is prompting Dave to talk about these things. Oh, I see. So uh, it, it really is worth watching. 
Um, uh, well, I mean... Seni Tree. Go, uh, well, go and check I, that out. I may go and check it out. If you like playing the guitar, if you're a guitarist... It's, a, it's, a, it's an absolute must. It's a DNGTP. Dave Navarro GTP. You got it. What's a star? Now, we just say for people who are not from the fair, this fair isle, this mm. scepted isle that we live in, uh, England or the UK. Sure. <laughs> that, um, channel, this is broadcast by Channel 4. Oh, right, okay. And that, that orange and teal beginning. Did you yes. see that? Yeah, I did, yeah. The very blue. I saw it right there. Very, yeah, very blue and orange. That became a massive trend in film posters. Yes. To have orange and teal film posters. Have a look at the front. They took their time with the with the uh, with the introduction. What of the posters? Yeah, but to be fair, I enjoyed it because you are of an age where that that could have been you. Well, it could have been. It couldn't quite have been me, but it could have been. Nineteen ninety four. You're right. I was just coming out of eighty nine second. Uh, yeah, you were just going to college. Second, so you were just it, going it to really college. Really could that could I have, could have been. been? I had that that centre parting and those floppy locks. Yeah. Oh, I, and, yeah, and you the, did. And the Doc Martin boots. Yeah, absolutely. and the lumberjack shirt. Yeah, really? it, was all, so, it was all there, and I completely missed it. Well, yeah, but you saw other things, didn't you? Yeah, so uh, you saw extreme. extreme. I saw oh, <laughs> <laughs> all the old face. You saw you didn't see Guns N' Roses. Though. No, I didn't. Not until much not later. Until I saw yeah. Little Angels. Um, yeah, no, it was a good time. A good time to be alive. But you weren't there. But I was in the band Insidious, as you know. Well, I do know that. So. The intro there was a good old grand papier-doux plenty from <laughs> Oomph. Oh, oh, never, oh, yeah, yes, on the yeah. orange and teal, yes. there's a rocked-up version of that. Yes. But- <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to say that again, but don't. <laughs> no, I won't. Yeah, it was just a rocked-up version of that of the closing tune from Oomph. Yeah. <laughs> ah, that was wonderful. <laughs> Great. Now, what we've got on this version of this song, is some massive fucking lights. Some huge out-facing proper spotlights from back in the day. Yes. Completely well, it, replaced now. Technology has moved on. Certainly has. You don't have lights that big anymore. No, but this is... A, actually, having watched it there, I, I do watching it on this sort of two-screen setup, I do feel like I'm looking into the window of a television shop. <laughs> <laughs> just, just to let listeners well, know, Sam is sat directly in front of two screens. Yeah, I feel like I'm looking into the window of Curry's. Normally we're sat more, more on an angle, aren't we? Yeah. And you have a screen and I have a screen. But it's, yeah. I mean, what a performance. The energy is off the scale. The physicality is well, off the scale. Well, it's the classic. I like the way this one starts with his hat on and by the end it's off and he yeah, is giving yeah. it the whole head whips. Yeah. Like you wouldn't believe the hair is out. Yeah, and Dave... As much as we, you know, we look back, and I think he probably looks back, and there are negatives to do with Dave's tenure. I honestly think when you watch that, he cannot, and no one can, look back and think other, anything other than positively about that because that was tremendous. That was great. Is that most of this concert, I'm going to be saying great stuff about Dave. Yeah, I'm just more and more positive about him as we as we move through this, like we said earlier. He's he's very um, where 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 there's sort of physical. Uh, jumping around and stuff going on. He's quite serene, isn't he? He's, he's just, more of a spinner. 
Yeah. He spins in place. More. Yeah. He's not a headbanger so much. Oh, no. And he's perfectly groomed. Oh, what? <laughs> which, no, he's, which he's not always. He's even more he's perfectly be- groomed. He is on this gig. He's, he's very, very short. short hair. Yeah. Yeah, he's... he's uh, well, as we said last time, he's, he's a fine figure of man. We, we mustn't go into that in too much depth again. Depth? Depth. Christ, this is song yeah, one. This is Jim. Yes, this is for the DE, yeah. <laughs> now, Depths, yeah? Well, we are. The, sw- the Swan is play- it's back to the Swan era of playing his guitar. Yes, I we've been here before, but we, we, we can't ignore it. Well, I had a look into this. And before I go into detail about that, I just want to say, I actually really like it now. Oh, Christ. Because it is, it's filling out that guitar solo bit. Now, John sometimes plays that really, the, the light touch, the, the, no overdrive, the no more overdrive than normal solo. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. sometimes it goes a bit empty. It does, yeah. Now, in this era, Dave's never shy of, and which he does for both solos, of stamping on a pedal and he's, he goes wah-tastic. Yeah. Now, the wah-wah, have we spoken about a wah-wah pedal and done a GTP on it before? We must have. It's, essentially, it's essentially a filter, which means that the guitarist can uh, go from heel... Uh, emphasizes the bass uh, frequencies, and when you put your foot forward, it uh, emphasizes the treble frequencies. Mm. It's a filter envelope, essentially. Okay. And Dave uses it all the way through this gig, and with a lot of uh, distortion on it. So you don't necessarily need this one doing that. No. But I really like the way it fills out the sound. I, I mean, you like it on a technical basis. I like it on a on a personal level because I can see straight away Dave and Anthony looking at each other across the stage. While they're both playing the guitar. Right. If you can call what Anthony's doing playing Well, playing he's playing the A. He's playing A. We'll give him some credit. Yeah. He's playing one chord. He's, he's playing one more chord than I know how to play. Hang on, let me think what they drop into on solos. Does it start in A and go to E minor? Hmm, possibly. He might be playing E minor. Okay, well, he's playing he's playing One way or the other. But they look at each other, and Dave's probably thinking, I don't know what he's thinking. But they definitely seem to have a moment where they where they look at each other. Yeah, which is and nice I think I think it, it's nice. Now let's talk about this guitar a little bit. The Swan's playing. Oh yeah, I am now firmly convinced that it's the uh, it's the guitar that Dave is using in the Warped video. Oh okay. I think. Well, I'm sure well, it makes sense. It would be one of Dave's guitars. Yeah, I think it's a Dan Electro. Um, now Dan Electro. No, I think it's a Silvertone. I was tricked into thinking it was a Dan Electro. By yourself? Well, no, by the shape of the headstock. Because right. I've grown up with Dan Electro guitars that have that distinctive head, uh, headstock shape. However, I think this is a Silvertone. And then Silvertone instruments were manufactured by various guitar-making companies, including Dan Electro. Right. Yeah, see, this told you it'd be interesting. This is very interesting. <laughs> but uh, there it is. A lovely black guitar. Yeah. Looking great on this one. It's... It, like you say, it's it's not doesn't go completely unnoticed, but it almost does. The sound he makes, yeah, but it's, but it's it, just it, enough to just, just round enough. it out a bit, just yeah. to fill it out. I mean, I've never been keen on it myself, and I'm glad he doesn't do it now. But I think at the time, it's probably what was needed within the band just to just to bring those two together, maybe on stage, and give the Swan, you know, something something else. Then something he broke else. his wrist, didn't he? So he couldn't do it. Yeah, well, that was a blessing in disguise. <laughs> well, maybe that was the start of the end. Maybe now, the, what I like, before the big outro, um, it just dropped, you know, when it all goes a bit quiet. Yeah. Like, you get it straight into that signature Dave Navarro. Yeah. 
sound. The, 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 the dropout is very Navarro. Yeah, it really is. And it's great. Yeah. Because he's bringing his own style to it. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't, when I watched it the other day, I wasn't that keen on it. Watching it full volume, I liked it. And Speaker two foot from your ear. Yeah, yes, yeah, and if that. You'll soon be deaf. Um, it's, it's not even that far. It's not. But, and also, I, like, I enjoyed the, the, the breakdown just as is. Hmm. But what I also enjoyed even more was the the fact that the, the level of the breakdown and the quietness of it just emphasised the, the volume and the impact of what they did afterwards. Okay, so shall we just close off? I think we both enjoyed that version of Give It Away. I enjoyed it more than I thought I was We gonna. did say we'd quickly get through the ones we've seen before. <laughs> well, it turns out that that was thoroughly enjoyable on many levels and uh, we had to discuss it in depth. Well, here comes one we haven't seen before. What is it? Suck my... Kiss. Well, I think you'll agree that was Tony Flow in full flow. Suck my kiss, live 1994. That was great. Tremendous. I tell you what. Please do. The long hair. It's right out The physicality. Oh, man. The vocal capabilities. Now, not necessarily as vocally trained as he was to become. No, but he's... But this, for me, is golden age. Golden age. It is a fantastic era. It doesn't get any better than this when it comes to the swan. I think it does. Well, I'm starting to think it doesn't. He's still a little bit untamed. He's like a lion. Yeah, that's what I mean. But that's that's for me, is what... He's got... His, you know, the 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 still the presence of his early, um, the things he didn't do so well early on, they're still there. Yeah. But he's honed them. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And he's coming into his own. Inter- you know, his his style is now his own. Everything about everything that he brings to the band and what he brought to the band on Blood Sugar is there for all to see. And from here on in. It doesn't get worse, but it changes, and I think this is this is certainly the Anthony Kiedis that I first fell in love with. Yeah, oh yeah, yes, completely that era, and he really is at the height of those powers right now. He is, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's well worth watching. It's great fun to watch. Um, I'm going back to a little bit of Dave chat again. Oh, you're obsessed. I'm obsessed with this bloody fellow. But I really enjoy his um, his guitar solo on, on this version of Suck My Kiss. Yeah. I love the way, first of all, there's things to be said about Dave, which we've said about before. He, certainly on this gig, he's loving the wah pedal. And he's yeah. on it again here, which you don't need to be. It's, n- it's not on the album. And it, we've spoken about the fact that Dave plays mainly in the um, E minor pentatonic scale before. A scale which I love. Well, which is mainly my... Well, you prefer the D minor pentatonics. That's your tank drum. <laughs> Don't tell me which pentatonic scale I love. Okay. Well, Dave plays mainly... I love in, them all. Dave plays mainly in the, in the minor pentatonic scale, whatever key that may be. Exactly. Depends on the song. I know this. But, um, and it's the way that I mainly play the guitar. It's the begin when I solo. It's essentially the beginner's way to guitar solo. Ah, oh, which is why you're so keen on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but there are videos where Dave is talking to other guitar players on YouTube and he's saying, I'm, I'm stuck in this way of playing. Yeah. But when it works so well for this kind of yeah. this stuff, then it, it's perfect. Well, I was thinking, 
you know, how is this solo g- going to pan out? And um, yes, it's different from from the record, but it falls into place. It falls into line at the right times. Well, I'll tell you where it falls into because line. Because it has to. Where it falls into line is he follows Flea. Yeah, he follows Flea, yeah. In the middle. Yeah. Where he, is, he follows that. Because uh, he has to. Up. Yeah. And, no, it lo- the- and it locks it back in. It's uh, Yeah. It's great. He has a little, a little time to do his own thing. Yeah. And then Flea says, come on, this is where it goes. Lock back in. Lock back in. Well, he has the beginning, then the middle where he locks in, and then he goes on to the the more kind of avant-garde outro, which he does kind of replicate a bit from the Blood Sugar album. But I think it it all sounds great. They look like they're having a good time. They sound fantastic. Yeah, they do. Chad's got a goatee, which we haven't even mentioned. And we haven't even mentioned his um, kick drum. Uh, front skin, which is an oct- the octopus. Ah, really? Which, I didn't. I hadn't even noticed. No, that. I was thinking that's like is um, is it Chad who's got the? Well, John's got the octopus tattoo. They've both uh, Chad and got Chad's got an octopus, octopus as well, tattoo yeah. as well. Yeah. So maybe thinking about his octopus tattoo. Yeah. But it's a really nice front kick skin. Yeah, yeah, and and that's Chad does it, and obviously a lot of other drummers do it because it's one of the ways they can sort of express their themselves within the drum kit but I always love a good bass drum skin so do I so do I and I like the classic having the classic Chili's logo on yeah but I'd really like this this front kick skin something a bit different yeah so essentially the Swan's great Chad's great uh, Flea's great and Dave's great on this yeah, one yeah Dave's Dave's doing well uh, again very very serene not that mobile no but I love I love the way he holds himself when he plays the guitar he does he has a certain um, a statuesque quality. He, he does, <laughs> which actually I think plays really well against the the, the sort of ferocious movements the of the other members. Of um, Flea and yeah, and the Swan. Yeah, he's saying you go and jump around and I'm just going to stand. Do all that. I'm just going to stand here and play the guitar really well uh, with a with a very uh, finely trimmed goatee, hmm. my short hair, some short hair, and obviously uh, I'm going to stand like this. Yeah. Okay, great. Should we move on? Lovely, let's do it. So, coming out of Warped Live, and I think we'll give this one a break. I'm not knowing the lyrics on this one. Were we? Because, well, because this, of course, was recorded the year before the album came out. Oh, uh, right. This was the pre... The pre-tour. The pre-tour. The, the tour de la sensitive. The tour de la sensitive. Sensitive, named after... A bicycle band. You've got a bicycle band? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, a band of bicyclists. Cyclists, as they're more commonly known. No, motorcyclists. Yes. I think Dave does great on this. I think he. Because I think everyone does great yeah. on it, apart from the Swan. Well, yeah. Well, the Swan is it's it's an interesting decision. It's a t- to, to play a song which is quite difficult to get into anyway. Yeah. And have a man who doesn't really. There are no real words for it. Well, there are. But there, yeah, there are. Stage. They're not the words that he. That no, he okay. Is okay. The words that we know, we now know, is weren't those words. Okay. Well, we'll. That's possibly possibly true. Well, it is. It is it's it equally is possible true. that he just sang the wrong words because he didn't remember them. Which no, was, I'm giving him a pass this time. Okay, so we're saying he knew the words. No, I'm but saying they, he had written the words. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. 
Um, this is Dave doing what he does best on the solo. It's huge. He's back on the wah. Yeah. I'm going to say this a lot during this episode. Dave is on the wah, and he's play- when he plays like that, he is great. Mm. And this oh, one yeah. is fantastic. There's only four of them playing instruments there. Or three of them playing instruments. Yeah. And the sound is absolutely huge. They fill it right Easy. up. And there's there's connection between him and him and Flea, which interestingly hadn't happened until a song that they'd written together. Really? So I think that's you know, just goes to show that um well, two things really for me. They they maybe struggled to connect over the older the older music. But also the connection was there between between the musicians I, I on, think, on the stuff that they wrote together. I think when they were at the, at doing their best in this era, and they were write, they were writing stuff, and when they were playing stuff they were written together, I honestly think this was a great era. Mm. Now, there's some great I agree. material produced. Yeah, I agree. Now, I, um, Red Hot um, Chili Potatoes on Twitter. Yes, did a. a did a little thing about what was the first time you kind of connected with the chili. Oh yes, yes. And for me, as we've discussed before, it was it was 1995, mm. and it was listening to One Hot Minute. Mm. I listened yeah. to that album before any other stuff. Well, that's right. I mean, for me, it was for me the the first album I listened to was Blood Sugar, but it was closely followed by the era where we listened to to this One Hot Minute In album. In Spain that year, we listened to One Hot Minute. It, a lot. Yeah, I don't know whether we left. Maybe we left Blood Sugar at home. No, 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 no. Blood I, Sugar was there because I. Blood I, Sugar was there because yeah. I remember listening. So I could have lied in the car yeah, driving. I did. Yeah. But yeah. It, for me, it was one hot minute. It was for some reason the, the stuff. My friends was really stuck. Well, in my bec- head. because it was the most recent released album, hmm. and so it, it was just so important at that time. Okay. And it was only a year old. You were only a year old. I was. Well, no, I was several years older than that. But <laughs> the album itself was one year old. Got it. Okay, shall we? Yes. Sam Townsend, my brother. Yes. I'm going to ask you, what did you make of Stone Cold Bush? I tell you, I loved it. It was brilliant. It's a song, obviously, from the album Mother's Milk. Talk to me more. This first album featuring John Fashante. Talk to me even more. And a song which I discovered fairly early on in my Red Hot Chili Pepper listening career. Talk to me further. I love it. I love the I love the energy. I love the fact that John was so young. I love Anthony. His vocals are so pure, still aggressive, but yet tamed. The combination of Flea's backing there was tremendous. Yeah, when he gets in on that final verse, it's it's fantastic. What's becoming more apparent to me is that, that when you listen to the Red Hot Chili Peppers and you think, when is their when is their golden era? There are so many golden eras. Yeah, you're right. It's becoming more apparent to me. This is a great era. They're picking songs here. This is the first time I'm going to say it. I will say it twice more. That really fit into Dave's groove. Mm. 
And that is perfect, that song for Dave. Yeah. And his way of playing the guitar and his guitar sound. Yeah. Well, awesome. I mean, when they first started playing it, I thought, what's John gonna, uh, what's Dave gonna think about playing a song from Mother's Milk? And what did John you know, think about? How's he gonna? I, I thought. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> how, how I wondered how Dave would feel about playing Blood Sugar, but yeah. how? I mean, going it, taking him even further. You know, Dave, I've got so much going on in my yeah, mind no. right well, now. Well, they're going to go further back, aren't they? Yeah, um, they're going to pick songs from earlier albums as well, yeah. and they're going to pick really well, I think, for songs that suit um, Dave and his playing style. Yeah, you may be right. It's you a may great. Right. It's a great concert for that. Mm. So. So actually, what you're saying is they didn't just the rest of the band didn't just go. We really like playing Stone Cold Bush, so we're just going to play it. They selected it for no. I, th- I think they probably there was a yeah, conversation saying yeah. which songs fit what you're playing. This makes your your playing your style. style. So you've got um, nobody weird like me. You've got Stone Cold Bush. Yeah, this now makes uh, more sense. To yeah, me. and uh, the the songs and there's um, like the Hillel era songs that they're going to play. Hillel was quite, kind of a, more of a metalish guitarist as well than yeah. John ever was. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it fits. I've just written, what energy? Wow. Yeah. I mean, when, it, when it, that song starts, the Swan is so they're all so into it. It's fantastic. Take, take what we saw um, with the previous song and and combi- compare it to this. The Swan is it's just unbelievably different. You know, his energy is. His belief, his energy, everything about him—he doesn't forget any words to this song. Well, no, but don't don't forget also that he that <laughs> the previous song wasn't fully written. Yes, <laughs> but, but okay, but he didn't forget lyrics in this in this time like he does now. Well, no, of course. I mean, how old but, is he that? Now? Because he's younger. Yes, of course it is. Right, we all start forgetting things when we get older. Excuse me, who are you? I've got absolutely no idea. <laughs> now the the bass break is so tight. When the drums come in, they uh, Flea and Chad are so locked in. Yeah, Dave comes back in again, straight back on the wire. Fourth or fifth song in a row, but you know, I'm not going to say the wire makes everything sound good. Well, it all sounds good. Yes, you know, and 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 as I alluded to previously, I'm now starting to think that the Mother's Milk slash Blood Sugar Sage Magic era was the Swans' golden age. Really, in terms of his vocal, not just his, yeah, his his self belief and his his delivery was still untamed yet trained, and it still maintained the signature, which which is what we all loved in the first place. Okay, I'm going to stop you there because we've already had this discussion. I'm going to say what I said before. I think he has there there are golden periods for the Swan, mm. um, when he packages or dead, when he does something really well, then he does yes. something else really well. Yes. But I don't think we can say this every song. <laughs> well, <laughs> so shall we move on to the next song, which which will probably indicate another golden era for the Swan? <laughs> no, it's back to your favourite. It's uh, the Blood Sugar era. Oh, good. What is it? Well, if you have to ask. Okay, so coming out of If You Have to Ask, live at Reading in 94, 
first thoughts for me are that's very very close to the to the classic John tone for that that repeating yeah. riff that Dave's got there. Sounds really close to things like Live at Red Square where John was playing it. Mm. Obviously, that was afterwards, but like pre when pre when John was playing that, sounds really really good. I I think overall it sounded absolutely fantastic. I love the fact that it brought them together. You know, Dave came over, played with Flea. That's nice. Yeah, nice to see them coming together at the middle of the stage. Because, because as, you know, <laughs> go on. The crowd singing the end, the whoa, 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 at the end of the first chorus. Yeah, yeah. It was great. I, I, I feel for Dave there because that sounded to me much louder than anything we'd heard for... Well, the, the Dave song that they've played so far, there's only been one, hasn't there? Yeah, we've um, well, we've had Warped and... Um, well, really hard to tell at this stage. Just Warped, I think. So, but what do you think... What Do you mean loud in the fact that it was loud in your ears? Because I can no. tell the volume here. No, 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 just... just That was the first time I'd really heard the crowd involvement. Yeah, but I, I think that's probably because they just dropped just out. Just because of the song. Yeah. yeah, and also it's Blood Sugar. So they're not yeah. going to be singing Warped, are they? They're probably not going to be singing... Um, well, they've never heard it, by no. all accounts. They're probably it hasn't not even been written, not going according to, be singing, to you. Well, <laughs> they're probably not going to be singing Stone Cold Bush, in fairness. They probably know the chilies from Blood Sugar. Yeah. Well, you're right, actually. I'm just, I just wonder... I always, I always feel for Dave here, because for me, you know... And looking back on it, it was an, 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 he was interim, you know. He was no... He was no less of an interim guitarist or no more of an interim guitarist than other interim guitarists such as Eric. No, he was more of an interim guitarist because he recorded an album. Eric accepted the uh, the awards, the MTV awards, yeah. for Blood Sugar. Now Dave's more than an interim. Uh, no, of course he's... Uh, yeah, I, I'm picking you up on the word interim. No, I, I th- of course you're right, but in my mind... Are you retracting that statement? Yes, I am. Okay, fine. Would you, how would you describe Dave Navarro? Would you describe him av- as an interim guitarist who recorded an album or as an interim guitarist who didn't record an album? I wouldn't use the word interim guitarist <laughs> at all. No, you, you did say that before we No, it's recording. been retracted. Okay. Now, the pre-solo, you know, the... Um, bow, bow, yes, bow. Yes. That goes on for longer than, than it normally does. Like, he did a couple one... of jumps, but he wasn't fully committed. Well, Dave wasn't committed, but the band goes round for one more extension. Mm. where the solo would normally come in and I loved that and then Dave comes in it's a classic Dave Navarro guitar solo the wah is allowed here because it's on Blood Sugar yeah and he absolutely nails it yeah I thought he nailed it pretty pretty good uh, overall it was a, a great sound I will say that he does on the last note hit a bum note as he as he goes clean again onto the riff sound well we won't hold that against we'll him we'll let it slide we've all done that as guitarists well quite and you said you were thinking about buying a ukulele, didn't you, earlier on today? That's, that's absolutely right, Ben. So you're a tank drummer and you might become a ukulele or a uka, ukulele. An no. ukuleleist. So uh, this was, I believe, from your £30 Secret Santa and your £60 work bonus. That's absolutely <laughs> right. Yes, I've come into some money. And, uh, <laughs> it is Christmas after it's, all. It's, the, it's that uh, season of goodwill. I'm considering buying a ukulele, but I'm not going to commit to anything. Uh, if I do and I learn to play it, of course you'll be the first to hear it. I'll play it right here, live on Universally well, Speaking. I'd like to bring up the first UTP, the first ukulele technical point. <laughs> Please do. Because you, you taught me something about the ukulele. Ah, yes. Would you like to... No, I, no, I would not. Just well, in... well, you said there were four types. Well, there are, but I don't see... Uh... 
necessarily what that's got to do with anything that we're talking about this evening. Spit it out quickly. It's All right, there's four thing. types of ukulele. Go through them. All right, one is the soprano. Two is the tenor. No, two is the concert. Three is the tenor. Four is the baritone. Thank you very much. That's the first UTP. I did well to remember that. I don't know if they're in the right order. I literally started looking up uh, ukuleles last night. Well, who gives a fuck? Well, if anyone out there is a ukulele player, get in touch with me. I'm available on uh, (laughs) samtownsend.de. Okay, so talking about the song again, there's a lovely little segue there into Walkabout. Once again, pre-release. Dave's, that sound that Dave has on that guitar... Slotting in with Flea on the uh, bum, 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 yeah. bum, bum, is wonderful. Can I say, it worked so well that for a moment, I didn't even notice the transition. No, it really is a good transition. It just slotted in so beautifully. If you watch it closely, you'll just notice that as they come out of the, um, the chord part of that walkabout part... Um, and when the swan comes in, Dave just touches a little overdrive pedal and yeah, just pushes and the sound it. up a bit. Just push it up. And it is so subtle. It's, but, it's great stuff. But it's a beautiful nod to the past and the future. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I love that. That is, you're exactly right, they're in the hinterland there. Yeah. They're going from a, pre, a song in the past yeah. to a song that is going to come out. They're saying, John, we love you. Hmm. Are they? Or, oh. or, or Blood Sugar, We Love You. Are they? To One Hot Minute. We adore you. We, well, we adore you for now. Yeah, we'll soon go off you. <laughs> and when John rejoins, we'll only play Things P. Things will become yeah, better. We'll only play P. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But that, listen, this was their life at that time. Yeah, look, I, I've got nothing against it as, as, you, as you're learning. Great songs. Shall we go on to Backwards? A song off. Oh, some are still blown many years ago. So backwards, and I think we must put a, a, a moratorium on us calling the Uplift Mofo Pipe Plan Oomph from now on. So uh, I like weird. the name. Oomph. Yeah, Oomph. Okay. Now, I thought when I, when I watched this through, why are you playing such an old song, man? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> However, then, I thought, then I thought about it, yeah. and uh, the party plan came out in 1987, and, th- and uh, One Hot Minute came out... This, this is 1994. It's not that old. It was six years, and now we're 25 years on. Yeah. Shocking. Uh, shocking, but what, what I love about the fact that they play this is, since the release of Flea's autobiography... Of course, Acid for Children. Or, or memoir, we should call it. Call it whatever you will. Um, the connection between those two is is more evident than ever. And for those two to be playing a song like Backwards... Yeah. With Chad, okay, he wasn't in the band at the time, but he's an established member at this stage. 
I don't ever think of the fact that it's not one of his because I just always think of Chad as being the drummer. Chad, Chad was locked in. But he was locked in. So, yeah, I just, I just feel like for those two, especially seeing Anthony looking so young and the flea looking so young. The flea? <laughs> the, the flea. Well, the flea is looking young. I was going to say that. He, he, he looks, uh, uh, during this gig, um, almost you can see him at Pink Pop in the early days. Yeah. He's looking that slap and pop vibrant, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. However, I, will, I can see why they picked this for, for a Dave song to play. Because on the record, it's so that beginning is so tight and, and metally. Do you mean on the record? No, don't say it. As in, you're, you know, you're going on the record. Or... No. Ah, right. Well, I am going on the record. As as it saying that on the record. Oh, I see. Yeah, this is see, official. You, you... Now, any reporters out there can now report this. Yeah. I'm on the record. As it as saying. That on the record, <laughs> um, uh, the sound of the guitar is very, very metally. Yes. Now that Hillel sound. And you, you, you're saying that played into the decision to play to, it to have Dave play it. Yeah. But I have I to say, right. at the begin, the intro of this is very, very messy. It might be a, it might be a recording quality thing. It was 1994. It's not a great um, picture quality, which doesn't play into the sound. But the sound isn't perfect either. No. But. That guitar part is lost at the start of this song, yeah. which is unfortunate because it's a great guitar part. Yeah, it is. Yeah, definitely. Now, we're really going to start talking about things which are, and well, they're shocking and groundbreaking. And may I say that I am going on the record for this. Okay. I've crossed my arms. I mean, I don't know what you're going to well, say. Well, I pointed, I said, to, I paused the song and said to you, oh, yes. I'm going to point at the screen at certain timestamps. Oh, he's un- the, the arms are now uncrossed. Well, because I've got to look at my notebook for the timestamp. On this... 2.55. On this nut... Who did this video? On this nut vision video. 25.28. You will see a backing singer singing into a microphone. Yeah. Now, he's not prominent on stage. And Are we saying he's hidden? We're saying he's not prominent. Okay. Because it's difficult to tell with the quality of the video. He's not on stage. No, that's for sure. Now, is this fellow... Because I've looked on Wikipedia, it's listed the personnel as just a band. Yeah. So no backing singers. No. I've looked on a fantastic uh, web resource, which is... And I will make sure that I get this right. It's RHC, RHCP Live Archive who have a great resource for uh, performances, um, who was involved in those performances. Yeah. And there's nothing listed there for a backing singer. No. However, I will say again. Please. Who is it now? Is it our friend who will join the tour later? Is it Rob Rule? It must be Rob Rule. Is it Rob Run? AKA Spider. Spider. I remember speaking about this man many months ago. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I couldn't remember whether it was River Phoenix's brother sister. or sister. It's his brother, isn't it? No, it's his sister. Yeah. It's Rain. <laughs> <laughs> this takes me back. No, I mean, it's wonderful. So, first point to make is there is a backing singer on stage. Hidden. Hidden. Later well, not, on. No, I'll, I'll retract that statement. Not Concealed. Con- concealed, if you will. Concealed, if yeah. you will. Uh, Salad. A salad, a ballad. A ballad, if you will. No. Concealed. Yes. Yet there. Well, his voice is prominent. Mm. Now, it, we, we'll go further. 
than this. Because we're going to hear his, I believe, his backing vocals on a song later on. But what I find interesting is this is a pre-album release gig. Yes. And on the actual tour, they went full bore. Well, I think you've got to be honest about it. Because yeah, which, know, they, which they later did, that they they did become honest. Yes, and on the um, on that Madison Square Garden video that we spoke about in episode four, um, they were on stage, and Dave didn't have a mic because he's no. not a singer, no. as as we know. He's up there making some noises in the earlier songs. Yes. So, let's step back away from this. There's hidden backing singers or non non prominently. Staged backing singers. Yes, as they're, as they're known. As they're known. Yeah. Non-proms. Non-prom. Uh, backsig. Yeah. Uh, so, we know that's true now, thanks to Backwards. We're going to move on to a fantastic performance. Oh, I feel like I'm involved in some kind of investigation. Well, you are now, and it's only going to get deeper. Is it? It really is. You will be shocked and staggered Why by it? what I'm going to reveal to you later on in this gig. Oh. And I'm on the record. I don't know if I'm ready for this. Okay, well, enjoy the next song, and then maybe you will be. It is Blood Sugar Sex Magic, and it is a fucking belter. Well, should we talk about what just happened? <laughs> uh, okay. The spillage if of the beer. Must. If you put your beer on a speaker, mm. it will fall off. And if it's not your house, you will then be forced to clean the carpet. Yeah, I learned the hard way. <laughs> you certainly did. And uh, just before we started uh, listening to Blood Sugar Sex, um, our 90-year-old grandmother lives in this house that we record in. It's not my house. God bless her. Sam, is it yours? It's not mine. And uh, she said, "Are you enjoying yourselves? Are you doing your, are you doing your chit chats?" Is that what? She- <laughs> <laughs> said yes, we're doing our chit chats. Yeah. She said every so often I can vaguely hear some very loud music. <laughs> <laughs> so we've just been blasted out. God bless her. Oh, she's she is as deaf as a post. Yeah. She's a floor down, and she can still hear us blasting out the chilies. It cost me my beer, my last beer. Your last beer, oh God. I'm working tomorrow, so I'm not... Uh, not too concerned. Well, no, I'm not partaking too heavily. Well, quite, but you've had me. eight beers. <laughs> I've had eight, eight yes. <laughs> okay, so... I've gone there. Let's go further into Blood Sugar Sex Magic. It's another great day performance. Um, Tears. The swan, look how deep the swan is into this. Look how far back he goes on those choruses. He might, as well get, he might as well be kneeling. He's, well, he almost is. Backwards. Yes, take me to your backwards. Well, quite. It's a phenomenal performance. Yeah. Um, that second chorus, he is all the way back. Yeah, he's raw. Yeah, and just before that first solo, Dave, it's a, it's a GTP, Dave pinches out a lovely artificial harmonic. Go on. Well, I will. It's a GTP. I did take the the time to look into this to get the real definition. So I know what I think an artificial harmonic is. Mm. But, but I do you the, know what an artificial harmonic is? Well, I play them, 
that I'm going to read the definition from the Pornography Extreme Book Guitar Technical section. Oh, that's very nice. Okay, well, enjoy this, everyone. It's, it's uh, uniting two of your favourite bands. Artificial Pinch Harmonic. Mm. It's not a natural harmonic. No, pinch. Or a natural artificial harmonic. It's an artificial pinch harmonic. It's a pinch. A note is fretted as indicated by the tab, then the pick hand produces a harmonic by squeezing the pick firmly whilst using the tip of the index finger in the pick attack. If parentheses are found around the fretted note, it does not sound. No parentheses mean both the fretted note and the artificial harmonic are heard simultaneously. Hmm. Great. Yeah, super. Long words. Long words. Complete nonsense. Now, what I needed in that song was that repeating solo. And Dave doesn't do it. John commits to it every time. It's the... La, da, 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 da. Yeah. And, and Dave is just... It's everything. He's not committing to doing it all the way through. No. He's doing different bits and pieces in it. Which is a shame. It's a shame because, okay, as a song, it works without that. But with it, it really just ties, I just it, it, ties it, it all together. It, it does. Well, it's the, it is the glue. It's like the uh, guitar solo in Don't Forget Me, which is just a repeating yeah. riff. Yeah, yeah. And it, you're right. It, is, it ties it together. It's yeah. the glue that brings the whole song together. Yeah. The other things I noticed about this performance was in the solos they have glitter balls out and the stage goes completely black. What's the thinking behind that? Well, I guess it's just trying to provide light for everyone during the darkness. Well, no, it's the opposite of what it is because they turn all the lights off. <laughs> yeah. And then they just have lights on the glitter ball. Now, furthermore, <laughs> <laughs> how are you getting on with this particular song? I love it. Are you drifting off? No, no, sorry. <laughs> Are you thinking about the bees? Slightly distracted by the bees, Bill. Uh, but not just by the bees, but by the fact that those people seem to be moving around outside the room, outside that, the door that we're yeah. recording in. Yeah. Okay. But I, I won't that necessarily let that affect my analysis. Well, you have. Yes, that's already okay. happened. The other thing I love about this is coming out of the um, the solos, they slow it down. The drums slow down to a point where it's like almost a, a third quarter speed. You watch that is. Bow, 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 blood, straight back into the chorus. It is absolutely brilliant. Please, people, go and watch Live at Reading 94 just to watch Blood Sugar Sex Magic. It's worth it. Fantastic performance. Especially for the, the, the glitter ball. Well, the, the, the glitter ball and the stage is completely dark. Yeah. Now, if we talk about any more songs, will you talk more? Yes, I will. Okay, well, shall we move on? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. The next one is Under the Bridge, and I'm going back on the record because this is going to blow your mind. I'm going to skip past the fact that classically Dave plays this wrong and he right. does this time around as well. Yes, okay. Skip um, past that. We covered that earlier. Yeah, we've done it. I will cover past, I will skip on past the fact that uh, the swan doesn't sing the end. 
Yeah, I mean, that's a little unusual, but... <laughs> yes. However, there is one egregious thing oh, wow. that you will notice on this version of Under the Bridge. And I will pause now because my chair's creaking, so I'm going to put my microphone back a little bit. Now, yes. either that hidden backing singer is a fantastic John Frusciante impressionist, or they are backing this with um, John Frusciante, uh, a John Frusciante backing track for the Under the Bridge downtown parts of this song. First but, time I listened to this, obviously I wasn't completely tuned in for mm. various reasons. I tuned you in. You tuned me in, and since then, I can confirm that that's definitely John Frusciante. It is, as it's, I said... Is, there is no doubt now. It's egregious. It's egregious. Something is happening there, which is... As I said, Dave's playing it wrong. The Swan doesn't do the outro. And they've got John singing the backing singing. Yeah. Now, if you know differently, then please let us know who will... If you know that the, un, the, the uh, secretly concealed backing singer was doing that, no, doing no. a John impression, let us know. But to me, and to, and to you... Yeah, definitely. It sounds I'm like confirmed. they're using a John backing track. Which is difficult to do, because you've got to time it perfectly. So somebody is playing to a click, which is weird. They must be playing to a click if they're dropping that in perfectly. Which leads me to believe that maybe it's the secret backing singer... Maybe it's uh, Rob Rule, maybe it's Rob Run, maybe it's Spider. But it sounds a hell of a lot like Frusciante, doesn't it? Definitely it? John. Yeah, it's de that's definitely John. It, this whole period was difficult for everyone. They've got no backing singers, no backing singers on stage. And they've got to play this <laughs> Under song. the bridge, yeah. Now, as you say, this was an interim tour. You know, so. Yes, it was the, uh, so they, it was the tour that sensitive. Yeah. Yes, it was. <laughs> they obviously decided after this that they could not continue with this charade of using John's vocal. Well, no. So they brought on board a load of women. Well, and Rob Rule. Yeah, Spider. Rob Run. Yeah. It's a bit of a funny one, though, isn't it? This is a funny performance of Under the Bridge. Yeah, it's a little uncomfortable. Yes, it is. Um, so, if you haven't seen it, it's worth getting a watch just to see uh, John Frusciante sing the backing vocals while Dave Navarro badly well, mimes them. Yeah, and, and the rest of the band do a great job. Mm, it was a difficult was... time for them. Anyway, shall we move on? Oh, God, I think we should. my friends what do you make of that again an energy filled performance it is very lively yes very lively for me me and my friends is kind of a filler song well the, the you know the more i look back the more i enjoy it the more it becomes more important to me does it yeah i think so why well it just represents a time in the band that is no longer Yes, and but they always kind of play it, don't they? Yeah, they play it, but I don't know. I like it. I, th I think it's a great song. Okay. I'm less keen on it, as you can tell. Yeah. That well, was a grilling. 
That's a real grilling. Well, you know, I I saw you there. I saw you were vulnerable. I pounced. Because, <laughs> you know, I lost my beer. Yeah. Oh, your beer fell off. You got all sad. <laughs> you couldn't talk to your blood sugar magic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the breakdown in this song is great, I think. Yes. Really tight. Classic. And the Wandering Oaks of Navarro. That's, that's what I've got here for that. It's again, they're doing an old classic yeah. with a bit of the Dave Bit touch. of a Dave twist. A bit of spice there from Dave. I think that's what Dave... I'm I'm so impressed with him actually because he he came into the band he was established he was a well known guitarist yes he was and yet he's prepared to come back and play these songs from a band you know from a the Red Hot Chili Peppers he played them he played them with zest he played them with verve oh, zest and verve and I and I think that is credit to him actually it is credit to for him. for all those people who say Navarro didn't fit. You know, he didn't get on with the swan. Well, I'm hoping that um, what we're doing is, is, yeah, is spreading spreading the word of Dave because we started off with one hot minute, yeah, two episodes, and we did. To be fair, we dissed it. Yeah, we did we, to a, to a certain extent. Yeah, we did to a certain extent in a jokey way. Then we did live in Madison Square, and again we were actually having seen this, and then we. Quickly went back, didn't we, to Madison Square to see if Dave had a microphone stand, which he didn't at that that time. So he'd gone to the actual real backing singers. Truth. This sounds so much more energetic than that that Madison Square Garden. Did. Yeah. It sounded anemic when we went back to Madison Square Garden. Yeah, it's amazing how they. I mean, this is a, treme- a really tremendous it's a really show. Good energy show, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Anyway. I, and I, I, I don't necessarily put that down to Dave. I put it down to the Swan. I put it down to Flair. I put it down to Chad. We put it down to everyone then. <laughs> everyone apart from Dave. I like the end of this version where they did in the oh shit. Yeah, I don't know where that comes from. Well that in. comes from um That song on Blood Sugar. <laughs> no, you <laughs> twat. That song on One Hot Minute. Oh that's what I mean, yeah, sorry, one hot minute. Yes. Yeah. Which we will now splice in <laughs> with yeah. our memories of what I know, of course. Called. I knew it was on One Hot Minute, I just accidentally said Blood Sugar. Yes. You didn't mean one big mob. You meant Deep, deep kick. kick. From one hot minute. Fuckers, what a great song. I'm going to speak sacrilege here, if I may. Please do. That version of The Power of Equality blows every other live version that I've ever seen out of the water. That's, uh, that is... Uh, well, that's very strong. I, don't come, I think I'm on point here. I think, well, certainly at the moment, I can't think of a stronger version, but bearing in mind we are straight out. Yeah, we're straight out from full volume, from speakers, less than two foot away. Uh, it's a great song. It's one of my favourite songs uh, ever. Blood Sugar, Sex Magic Era or not. Uh, this performance is amazing. Dave is so into it. His solos yeah. are on point. Everything is great. The Swan is amazing. The Flames. The flames. Let's talk about the Flames because at first it seems like the Flames is a big thing. But then once it kicks in, it's just like, fuck the Flames. They're playing a fucking really good song. 
I don't give a fuck whether there's flames on the heads or not. I've never heard you swear so often <laughs> in such short short time. It, it affected me. Really? That much? Yes. Now, there's a great image of the swan as he pauses and he freezes and the flame is blowing off to, to the side of him. Yes. It's such a strong image of the swan. He's a strong character. He's a fantastic character. <laughs> this performance is brilliant. You've got Flea's helmet goes out, unfortunately. I don't mind that, you know. As I said, the flames for me become a, a secondary... Uh, and irrelevance, because the yeah, performance is so irrelevant. Dave sticks his c- cigarette into his headstock underneath the strings. Which, he, which is part of his signature move. Well, I was going to say it's very much a Jimi Hendrix signature move. Well, yeah, for, I mean, maybe he stole it from Jimmy. <laughs> I think he did. Yeah, there's, or, I, don't, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Maybe he just liked putting it there. Maybe he borrowed it. It's a handy place to put a cigarette. Fake backing singing again. Oh, no. Because there's times on this. I say fake. fake. There's times when they're nowhere near the mics and there's people singing. It might be the unnamed singer. Mm. It might be... It's not John again. It doesn't sound so much like John. But it's so difficult to tell at this. It's like like fake news. Now, we should say that the full show is... This isn't the full show that we're watching. It certainly isn't. there's other sh- there's other songs. Um, Aeroplane has played there, and other songs that you can you can search for, and they're uh, fan shot. Available on YouTube. Available on YouTube, yeah. Um, Rob Will presumably is on there as well. I mean, it's just so difficult now, isn't it, with with what we know and what we don't know. It's a. I tell you what, I enjoyed about it's this a minefield. Show. It's the deep dive. It's looking at a show in this much in this much detail. Yeah. to see what's happening. There's only one shot of that backing thing, and it lasts for like a, a second. A microsecond. Yeah, a microsecond. You picked will. up on it? Well, I, I watched it in forensic detail. You are a forensic officer. I am. That's not my actual job, but I wish it was. <laughs> well, do you, though? Do I wish I was a forensic officer? <laughs> it would be okay for a couple of years, I suppose. It bad, it? Just it depends what you're forensically officering. Well, presumably forensics. Yeah, is it music or is it other... Oh, it's music. Yeah. I'm not murder. No, murder. Murder. Oh, yeah, oh, who says murder like that? I just did. Yeah, but murder. I'm Scottish. <laughs> to our oh, Scot- Dan. No, sorry, Dan. That's a terrible Scottish accent. I won't do that again. I know. We're, I mean, we're, even Vanessa won't let me talk in that Scottish accent. It's we, so are, we are allowed to attempt Scottish accents. Okay, I will. Yeah. Dan, uh, apologies. I think this is fairly accurate. Murder. Okay, and I'm going to say this. I'm Scottish. <laughs> well, no, that's. Le- I think mine was better. Okay, well, let's let's move. Anyway, this has nothing <laughs> to do with the, the what we're the talking about. Last song is "Nobody Weird Like Me." Should we get uh, into that? I think we should. In a Scottish way. Yeah. Nobody weird like me. <laughs> That's an abomination. I mean, that wasn't Scott. That was I once again. Apologies to all our Scottish followers, especially yeah. Dan Boyd. Particularly Dan Boyd. <laughs> Nobody we like 
Nobody weird like me. What's the track? What a great performance. Again, you know, a song from a previous album played with energy, with purpose and with pure passion. It's super. Dave Sound is huge. The Swan is fantastic. Yeah, I mean... The Flea is going again. Chad is going again. Look at the energy. There's a point in that song where Chad just peels out a drumstick from his side. Mm. And cracks on with it where he's lost one or thrown one into the so, crowd. The, the classic side peeler. Yeah, that's what Chad does. He's always been a side peeler. As much as we, we talk about uh, the, you know, the Frusciante era post Navarro. Hmm. Apologies, I, I just hit your mic stand. That's fine. I, I have to say that this has really it's been, been, a, it's been, been an a belter. absolute pleasure. It's been a belter. Now, what we're going to do is. What have we learnt? Well, I've learnt doing this podcast with you, my brother, that yeah. I love the Dave Navarro era. Yeah, I do too. Now, let's dive back. What we're going to do in the next year, as we enter 2020, is dive, 2020. dive backwards, but also forwards. Because yeah. we've yet to explore... The multi-directional dive. The multi-directional scheme of things. Ah, yes. Let's close it off and get to the handles. Okay, handle me out. Uh, my website is bentownsendmusic.net. Um, please email us on Sam do not pack your cans away now I'm doing the handles Ben Townsend Music at hotmail.com Sam on Reddit is universally RHCP odd Sam I am unispeak hyphen RHCP podcast what I did there was include both the P's much more sensible and of course at universally RHCP on Twitter yes so just want to say thank you for a great 2019. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you all. Bye.